Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning and welcome back to On The Pace. Michael Guerin joining you for the next half an hour as we talk all things harness racing, both on the national stage and a little bit closer to home for the Bankstown meeting today, which kicks off at 2.42. Before we get to Kerry McDowell, who had a feature race winner on Saturday night, as well as having a strong hand at Bankstown today, we have Luke McCarthy joining us. Luke, I can hear horse hooves in the background. Are you in the sulky or is there someone walking past? Yeah, good morning, Nick. No, I was just um, swimming one, Nick. That's the noise you could hear. There you go. Mate, um, pretty uh, busy time for the team. You had a, a smallish sort of week off and two off with the uh, with the good horses after the Miracle Mile Carnival, but extensive egos being back at the races, Luke, and Man, he was impressive last week at Menangle. He looks to be improving. He jogged home in 148.6. Yeah, that's right, Nick. They all had a freshen up after the carnival, and, um, yeah, they sort of all worked back up now. And he was first up in six weeks and couldn't have been more impressive. So he's right where he needs to be for the APG final this Saturday night. Mate, he's a horse who hasn't had an enormous amount of racing, isn't there, that many starts? And he looks like a horse who's still improving. Do you think a season of these sort of 148, 149 miles might see him come back in the second half of the season, August, September, into the Miracle Mile and into the mission? Are you a better horse? Oh, for sure, Mickey. Um, just got such a high cruising speed. And the best part about him, he doesn't, He's not a one-trick pony, you know. He can sort of work for and sit parked. He can lead. He can come with the sit, as you've seen on Tuesday. So he's got the all-round game. He can run time. And, um, yeah, it's going to put him in good stead for a lot of these big races, you know, hope, hopefully coming up. Luke, he looks to be a very long-striding horse. Would he be like a 62-inch hopple-type horse? Because, yeah, he seems to really get over the ground. Yeah, that's exactly right, Mick. He's 62. He's a big... Big sort of nice big stallion, and yeah, he's good gated, and he covers the ground really well. All right, you head to Melbourne this week. Last time you went to Melton with him, absolutely nothing went right. You got checked early, you got knocked off stride at the top of the straight. It looked disappointing for punters who talked the short odds and the bananas, but it really wasn't his fault. Do you think he'll be as potent around a smaller track like Melton as he is at Menangle? Yeah, he'll be fine, Mickey. Um, he got knocked over twice. He had no luck at all. And look, he's won a group race at Albion Park as a two-year-old when David Thorne had him. So you know he's proven on a thousand-meter track. And I just turned the page on that run. Mate, is there anything you can do for punters listening to this who think, okay, well, I want to learn a bit about harness race? Is there anything you can do with the horse like him to aid him to get down a smaller track? Like, do you put hop or shortness in him for that first two hundred meters, or? Is he not going to be an issue with that? It's not an issue. It wasn't his fault. He got knocked over twice. Okay. But let's talk about the other horses in the team. Um, Star Galleria was victorious at Menangle about a week and a half ago now. I believe he is also going to head down to Melbourne. Yeah, he was very impressive last week. Um, first up from a freshen up after the run of second to Max Shard in the group one. Um, so we just we wanted a travel mate for Ego, so he looked a... Uh, suitable horse to come down and go in the free-for-all. 
But it's really hard uh, for those of us who don't know the horses as well as you to rank these horses. I presume King of Swing is the top dog in the stable, and maybe Expensive Ego is number two because he went second to the Miracle Mile. Where do horses like Mark Shard, Star Galleria, Cash and Flow, where do those horses fit into that next echelon? Do you have any idea who's the best of the rest? Um, there's not a lot between them, Nick, and usually comes down to barrier draws and the right trip and you know, certain distances. Obviously, Cash and Flow's a bit of miler. Um, look, Max Shard couldn't have been more impressive. He was unlucky to you know, not get in the Miracle Island and come out and win the Group 1 a week later. He's been super. Star Galleria's form's really good. Um, Out of Orlando's done a massive job. You know, they're, all, they're all just nice horses that are probably just that one step behind King and Ego, but they're still very nice horses in their own right. I believe you've got a newcomer to the team in a horse from New Zealand called Spirit of St. Louis. From what I know of him, he's very fast. I think he might do a big job at Menangle. What do you make of him so far? Yeah, really like him. He's um, settled in really well, Mick, so he'll he'll just sort of work up now over the next month or six weeks and you know we're sort of aiming him towards that rising sun you know, through the Brisbane Winter Carnival, and, you know, his form's great. Like, he obviously was third behind copy that there, his last start, and, you know, he's got really strong form, so, you know, hopefully he can fit into them really good races. When you talk about horses fitting in, Luke, what do you do with these horses who turn up? Because, obviously, you get a lot of horses, you know, who have been tried by other trainers from time to time. What do you guys do with them to make them fit into your system? Is it a case of jogging them up and then getting them on the walker or swimming them or what, what do you do with these horses to, to train them the way you like to train? Well, uh, you know, no secret, Mick, we're really big on swimming them. Um, you know, but it takes that two, three to four weeks to get the get them into a good swimming program and um, get them to how we bike them and, you know, they also go on the water walker as well and, and naturally work at the same time. So, it just it takes a little bit for the muscles to adjust over to the swimming and stuff like that, but um, you know, but it obviously comes down to having good horses and and all of these are class animals and just try and have them fit and healthy and have them right when the big races are on. By the time you take a horse who's a newcomer to the stable loop to the races, and often that's on a Tuesday afternoon at an ankle. Do you always try to trial them or give them a, a, a serious private workout at Menangle before you take them to the races? Yeah, that's right. Nick. We, they're usually, when they start, they're always pretty spot on. So, you know, a lot of the times our runners do go around quite short. So you can't afford to have them under. You know, you need to be able to drive them accordingly to suit that race. And, you know, we, we try and have them as, as forward as we can. Mate, what about King of Swing? We have the Liverpool Mile champion, or dual champion, at. He's back fast working, Nick. He's done really well with the break, and um, he's looking to sort of, you know, he'll be back, you know, ha- having a trial, for instance, um, late May, with uh, with the view of having two lead-up runs through June in Sydney, um, and then he'll head up for the, the Winter Carnival. Okay, they've got a couple racing tomorrow at the Tuesday afternoon meeting at Menangle. Um, Shadow Minister is a horse we haven't seen too much of. Um, went to uh, Newcastle and had a win way back in March the 12th. Um, has five well since. Yeah, we really like him, Mick. He's, um, 
he's got good speed and he's worked really good. We expect him to run a really good race tomorrow. And mate, you've got a good draw with Stun Gun in the last on the card. Um, has been in pretty solid form since you guys took it out. Yeah, we really like this fella. He put in a couple of good efforts. Um, his first two starts, and then he had one below average run, which you know we just um, give him a little freshen up afterwards. And then he was first up last Tuesday and um, done done a fair bit of work. I just sort of take off three wide at the half and. You know, he, you know, he just went down by you know, not a small margin, so he looks really hard to beat. But when we look at the fields tomorrow at Menangle, there's a whole lot of heats for the two-year-old trotters, the foundation heats, and uh, there's no Belinda and Luke McCarthy horses there. I know you've got a few trotters in the barn, but for people listening who wonder why you've got so few in comparison to the paces, do you just not buy them at the sales? Do you not get offered trotters more often than not? As I said, I know you've got a few but you obviously have a lot more paces. Um, we've got one two-year-old trotter, Mickey. Just we're sort of working him up to get ready for that foundation, but he's just making a couple of mistakes. Um, you know, he's, uh, to go in in theory, they've got to be pretty foolproof as two-year-olds. But um, we do really like him. Um, haven't invested too much in him with you know predominantly Victoria being the strongest um, state for the trotters. So, but yeah, look, definitely invested in him, and and we do really like him. Just going back to Spirit of St. Louis, you said you quite like the horse. When do we expect to see him racing in your colours? Uh, he'll line up towards the end of May. Mate, thanks for your time. Um, good luck with the uh, swimming and the Mondays. Mate, and, uh, we appreciate you joining us on Sky Sport Radio, mate. No worries. Thanks, Mick. Luke McCarthy with an update there on the TV heads to Victoria on Saturday night with Expensive Ego and Star Galleria. Expensive Ego Went to Menangle last week and just jogged around in sub-149. I think he's getting better, and he could well be a horse to challenge for the Inter-Dominions, which come up in December of this year in New South Wales, based in three different parts for the heats. And, of course, Mark Sharp. Look out for that spirit of St. Louis. That's the one he's suggesting could be the next free for aller. Kerry McDowell joins us now because not only does she have a top team in today at Bankstown, but Kerry, I'm sure you were buzzing on Saturday night at Menangle because one of your favourites got the job done in one of the feature races of the night, and that being Thunder Dance. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a great thrill on Saturday night. You know, we we know what a top horse he is, and um, you know, he drove he, Glenn McElhinney drove a great race for him, and you know he um, was just too good for him in the end. So yeah, it was definitely a thrill for us. It always is when he wins. Kerry, that was his twentieth career success. It's not easy to get horses to win twenty races, but it's even harder when they get up in the grades and you have to eke out those wins in very good fields. Do you still harbour some thoughts about maybe you know taking on the occasional Group One with him because you had a dabble in the Newcastle Mile? and he was beaten, but it was probably an upside-down type of race. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We never rule him out because we know that, you know, he does have it in him. Um, he's just, um, he's got a bit of a, a, a temperament that, you know, that's why we've got, um, tried to stick to the same driver. So, you know, when someone gets used to him, um, we, we like to leave them on because he is a bit of a handful out there. Um, he's, you know, he runs his own race, basically. But um, we definitely don't ever rule him out of Group 1. We, we know that he's got it in him. Well, he's got the gate speed, Kerry, and if he can lead races like the Newcastle Mile and those type of races, he's, he's always going to be a chance in these 
not second tier free-for-alls, but in these races when you're away from Kingsland. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, sorry, I just lost you there. Um, yeah, we always think, um, you know, he does always put in, he, he performs really well um, as long as he's, you know, doesn't get too um, temperamental. <laughs> Okay, you're going to head to Bankstown today. Um, there's a, a small card there, small but select. You're on the second race on the card with all-star magician. Chris Geary takes the reins on this one. What sort of chance to give yourself in the second at 17 minutes past three? Um, we think he's a good chance. He's, he's Unfortunately, he's not our most honest horse. You know, we... Um, when he when he wants to perform, he performs really well. So, but we think um, it's not an overly strong race today. So, we think he's a good chance. Okay, Sadana is fresh up in the third on the card. You get a second line barrier draw, but you're there by yourself. So at least you can make your own luck early on where you go. Um, he seems to have been trialling. Okay. Yeah, no, she's um, um, she is a nice little um, mare, but um, being on the second line, she's probably more of a place hope. I think today. Um, the back line doesn't really suit her. She sort of likes to be out in front. <laughs> the fourth on the card, Terry, at uh, 4.33. You've got two decent horses in here. There's no no doubting the class of Bitter Sensation and Bertie Jones. But, man, you've ended up in a tough race against the likes of the Beaver and, and some yeah. of the horses you inside you from the Kerry and Morris Barn. They're probably going to make it hard for you. So for a rating 55 on a Monday, you've ended up in a decent field. Yeah, it's unfortunate because um, Bertie Jones is is a fairly new to our stable, um, and he's a nice horse. Um, we were expecting him, you know, to run really well um, first up today, uh, but obviously, um, you know, the the, the barber in the in the race makes it fairly difficult. And you know, better sensation. He's been racing in great form lately too um, at the moment. Um, so you know, hopefully they'll be up there in the finish and and maybe probably run a place. <laughs> Maybe horses carry for us to follow over the next coming weeks because surely the next rating, 55, are probably not going to be this strong. No, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, with Booty Jones, I had the one start uh, and that was victorious, so maybe a horse who's got a bit of a future? Yeah, we hope so. Um, he's certainly been working really nice here at home. Um, you know, he settled in fairly well um, over here, so we're hoping he puts in a really good performance first up for us today. Okay, he's run by Prodigal Sealster. Um, not too many of those floating around. Haven't seen too many of you. No, this is one that um, Colin sort of spotted um, over in New Zealand and, and Dean and, and Cole had a good talk about it and both agreed that he looked like a good prospect to bring over here and, and race through the grades over here. So that's why um, we sort of got hold of him. The busy afternoon continues into the evening at Bankstown today, Kerry, at 12 minutes past five. You guys have another two in. Tizza Mac, one of your favourites, obviously your namesake, and, and Cherokee Warrior. Again, you haven't had much luck with the draws. Outside of the front line, the one on the second line. Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, Tizza Mac, she's, she's racing really well at the moment, and um, just the outside barrier is probably going to make it a little bit tough, um, especially with um, you know the two Blissville Billy in the race. She's going to be very hard to beat. So, um, and Cherokee Warrior, you know, it's a bit of a tough ask, you know, being on the back row, um, also being the same race as Kesemak. But um, we'll just have to see how we go. And the last on the card, uh, you guys have caught on the edge. Now, this is an interesting horse today. I thought it's. Not a super strong field. You've got Barrier 5 with caught on the edge, but he 
absolutely blast off the gate if Colin wants to ask him to do so. And last time he went to Bankstown, he was able to win. I would have thought the track there would suit a horse like him, and he might be the each way chance today. Yeah, I think you're right. He um, he is a nice horse, um, and he's racing racing well. Um, but we think he might be a little bit up in grade today. So we'll just have to, you know, hopefully Cole can do the same thing and you know sort of get out there in front and um, be right there in the finish. Right, Kelly, how many horses do the McDowell's have in work at the moment? Because you're taking a whole truckload of them to, to Bankstown today, and obviously you had a few of the other night at Menangle, so there must be a few horses floating around. Yeah, we we had 31. We've just um, we've just sent out two to our fillies for a spell this morning, um, so we're down to 29. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good number for um, for a family based operation. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely, it's enough for us. That's that's sort of our our limit here. We don't really have much more room for more. <laughs> okay, Kiri, if the punters listening to this this morning were looking at having a, a sneaky each way bet at Bankstown today. What's your best chance of getting some money? Well, um, I think um, Kazamak runs a nice race, um, although she's drawn outside in the front. I, I, I do like her. But um, Better Sensation has been, um, you know, in great form and, and finishing quite well. So probably those two um, I would have an each-way bet on. And um, as long as All-Star performs, I think he's the, the, the better chance if he performs well. Kerry, it's always a pleasure to talk to you um, on on the pace here on a Monday morning. So, look, good luck with the team today at Bankstown, and congratulations on Thunder Dance winning a nice race at Menangle on Saturday night. Great. Thank you, Mick. Thanks for having me. That's Kerry McDowell, who co-trains, as you heard, 29 horses now, two fully heading to the pack. So they have good numbers floating around the stable and plenty of those heading to Bankstown today for the short but sweet program there. From one female trainer to one female who trains and drives very shortly, we're going to talk to Amanda Turnbull because she had a very unusual weekend. She won a Group 1 for Russell Jack, the Phillies two-year-old gold bullion out of Menangle with Captain's Queen on Saturday night. Then yesterday, popped across to, shall we say, a slightly less glamorous meeting at Forbes where she drove a treble for her father, Steve Turnbull, and all of them, most impressive, are winning like horses who maybe have some sort of future as three-year-olds. So we might take a short break here on Sky Sport Radio, get Amanda on the other side of this, and find out what she made of Menangle. Impressive power and rhythm. Impending the one-two classy. Impeccably bred. A son of champion, Lonro, from dual Group 1 winner, Nemesin, a family of millionaires. Imagine winning all the big races against all the good horses. Well, you can. Impending. First yearlings at the sales now. Impossible to ignore. The new Pazload Frame Master is still the lightest tool in its class. Now with quicker, easier nail loading, longer fan cycle for improved performance, and slip-proof grip for greater comfort. I'm making it with Pazload. Reliability, comfort, performance. 
The Tab Queensland Winter Racing Carnival is where champions are crowned, with legends such as Might and Power, Black Caviar and Winks making their mark in the Sunshine State. And this year, the tradition continues. Staged over 10 action-packed weeks, more than $20 million in prize money will go on the line, including eight career-defining Group 1s during Stradbroke season. Check out everything you need to know at queenslandwintercarnival.com.au. Queensland is racing. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to On The Pace on a Monday morning on Sky Sport Radio. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We're still trying to get hold of Amanda Turnbull. Like so many of our harness racing guests, as you heard with Luke McCarthy earlier, they're often in the sulky and they often can't grab the phone to talk because usually you need two hands to drive a horse and track work. Amanda was one of the stars of the weekend in a very different way in New South Wales. She won a Group 1 on Saturday night and we have her on the phone now. Thank you, Amanda. I know you're working this morning. Uh, nice to get a Group 1 with Captain's Queen at Menangle on Saturday night. Yeah, it was real good. Um, good, good pickup job. Yeah. Um, the Russell Jack two-year-olds, as we saw at Bathurst, they they just seem to be well produced, very forward, very fit. Um, he's a hell of a good trainer, but he's a hell of a good trainer of juveniles in particular. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're nice, uh, nice fillies and nice size and well managed. So that's good. Yeah. What do you make of Captain's Queen? Because she was second at Bathurst. Um, the horse who beat her there, of course, wasn't APG nominated, so didn't go around the other night. Is it a case of her just being a really good early season two-year-old filly, or does she give you the impression she might have a bit more scope for later in the season? I think she'll keep going, yeah. She's um, she's very fat, um, solid thing, so you think with more racing than uh, she's just got the manners and... And, yeah, she doesn't seem like she's going to get tired. Amanda, we've seen the harness racing season change. It effectively starts later now on January the 1st, and therefore the two-year-olds are older by the time they start racing. Do they feel any different? Are, are, are you getting the feel that these two-year-olds are a bit more developed earlier in the season and therefore better? Um, oh, it's hard to say. Like, it's just... Um yeah, you're just lucky enough. You can get some really nice, good ones early. And um, I think the season's a lot better now that these ones now can go out for a break and um, can come back in. So I reckon that'll keep them going a bit longer. Um, but, yeah, I have been lucky enough to drive some really nice early two-year-olds, yeah. As you mentioned, Amanda, some of these horses can get up, they can race, and now they can almost head to the paddock and, and not be racing over winter. Do you think it's a good thing to not have them packing around in the cold and winter? Yeah, I think it's going to be great for them um, because a lot of those ones that did win the gold crown and that sort of never really made it later on, but I think because they had to keep racing, but now they, they can all go out for a good good month spell anyway and I think it gives them the best chance to, to get back and be, be better later on. Well, horses who race as two-year-olds but have come back better at three-year-olds are the treble you, tra- you drove for your dad training yesterday at Forbes. You drove three horses who I think are all pretty good three-year-olds. I'm not sure they're absolute derby three-year-olds yet, but they might be by the end of the year. Um, first of all, Mark Daddy. I know the horses he raced against yesterday probably weren't that good, but he was pretty impressive. Yeah, he sparked up a lot. He, he actually got kicked in the wheel around the little track and... Uh, He's always been a bit of a 
even when he was a heel and he sort of didn't want to go, but he had the ability. And I think just that yesterday was enough to frighten him and, and got the best out of him yesterday. So Julian won the third on the card yesterday, and, and he's always looked a really talented horse for your dad. I'm, obviously, he was too good for him yesterday. Won by 15 metres, but looks a horse who, if he can put a bit of muscle on his frame and get a bit more solid, uh, he might be a horse who's a Derby horse by the end of the year. Yeah, I think so. He, he's a real nice horse and um, sort of always done a little bit wrong and been a bit immature, but... Um, yeah, he handled that track good yesterday and, and you could tell he's sort of grown up a lot just driving him and, um, yeah, he's just got to learn what it's all about and, yeah, I think he'd be a pretty nice horse. You drove drive to the beach in the last on the car. Now, this is the horse I followed at the last campaign. He ended up having a lot of tricky runs and got parked in a lot of races and he actually looked a little bit weak. Um, he looked a lot stronger to the line yesterday. Yeah, he, he was the first time he actually was up on the bit. He's usually real casual, and and like you said, he, he's nearly the first one that's gone. But um, yesterday he felt good. But I think um, the field probably helped out a bit. He sort of had a bit on him, so it made him feel pretty special about himself. Out of the three of them, Amanda, which is the one we're most likely to see pop into town and turn up in a group race somewhere? Uh, definitely St. Julian. He he's got sort of a bit of a spark about him, yeah. All right, we know you're back in New South Wales now and the punters are very glad you are after dividing your time between New South Wales and Victoria. How many horses do you have in, in work out there at Bathurst Amanda and uh, is there room for more or is the stable full at the moment? Uh, at the moment I've got 20 and I've sent me worker on a holiday which is silly by me because I'm flat out on my own but um yeah, she she gets back next week and there'll be heaps of room then, but um, it's good when I've got help, but at the moment I'm flat out. All right, so just to go back on that, when you say you sent your worker away, I take it you're not working 20 horses by yourself this morning. There must be somebody popping across from the family to help out. Yeah, I have a bit of luck. Um, Mitch's girlfriend, Steph, helps me, but she's got a job, so she leaves at 8.30, and then I just take along on my own, and then if I'm going for too long, Dad's staff will come up and and help me out at the end of the day. So what what does that entail? Jogging, one on the cart, and a couple on the lead? I mean, how does one person work 20-odd horses? Uh, I've got the jogging machines, so that helps out a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a remarkable story. I'm not sure there's too many people working 20 by themselves after 8.30 in the morning, Amanda. We do appreciate you taking the job to talk to us because of that. Congratulations on your group one on Saturday night. And congratulations on a treble yesterday at Forbes, which might be the easiest treble I've ever seen anybody come up with on a race day. Yeah, I think so. I think I got a pretty easy yesterday. <laughs> good, good on you, Amanda. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Bye. Our thanks to Luke McCarthy, who updated us on the team for Victoria this week. Kerry McDowell has horses racing today at Bathurst and Amanda Turnbull, who is... What sounds like about halfway through working close to 20 horses herself this morning after the help had to go off to work at 8.30. It's a very harness racing story. It's on the pace for a Monday morning. I hope you got the chance to uh, commemorate NJK yesterday in the appropriate fashion. We have a day off for on the pace tomorrow. Then Brittany Graham will be back on Wednesday and Thursday. And then Fred will join us for some tips from an angle Saturday night on Friday and Saturday. We'll take a short break. Thanks to all our guests this morning. On the other side, back with more Sky Sports Radio.